Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Yellowstone. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspects of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how are you doing today? Uh, not bad. I mean, still enjoying the weather today. You know, it's not too bad. I mean, I've been enjoying the weather here. It's been kind of off and on good, um... But, you know, I know uh, you've got more important news to discuss now. Uh, in the past week, some recent developments with your now being engaged life and everything. Oh, yeah. we Actually, we have uh, Johnny Kleinitz in the house uh, today. Uh, any uh, old Axiom fans are going to know Johnny. Maybe we'll get him in on... Uh, we're, we're planning a special episode coming up, and we're thinking uh, maybe recording it after this. Maybe we'll get him on there, or maybe he'll, maybe. he'll pop in later on this we'll episode. We'll, we don't know. But uh, yeah, I just asked Johnny uh, earlier today to be my best man, and he said yes, which is really cool. Um, so really excited about that, excited about the wedding. Um, but I don't know. I might be more excited about Yellowstone. Oh, because, yeah. Because we've obviously been doing this podcast for a little bit now, not too far off from coming up on a year, and... You know what? We've done very few Ohio-based whiskeys. And we're no yeah. Kentucky. We're no, um, you know, we're no bourbon trail or anything by, you know, any stretch of the imagination. But it's really cool to be in Cincinnati. You're right on the border of Ohio and Kentucky. You're right in the heart of bourbon whiskey land. And Ohio has taken some, some notes from Kentucky. And there's a lot of good whiskeys mm-hmm. coming out of Ohio. We're hoping to hit a bunch of uh, Ohio whiskeys coming up in the, in the relatively near future. Um, throw in one every couple of weeks uh, because we are obviously I'm from Ohio and I'm and you live in Ohio now and we're pretty passionate about the the game here in in O H I O so um, we're really excited about it so without further ado why don't we jump right on in and tell every everyone everything they need to know about Yellowstone Bourbon of course so Yellowstone it's got a long history even though there's been some interruptions uh, in their distilling history. Um, so they were originally founded about 150-ish years ago in 1872. Um, and of course, as the name suggests, they were founded after, or their name takes part from Yellowstone National Park. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, because of course that was literally, the reason the founders wanted to do that was, um, at that time was because... Yellowstone Yellowstone was well is the first nationally recognized national park. Right. Um and it you know of course the Dant family wanted to recognize that. So um you know it was originally founded by JB Dant um who for anybody that knows this full name the B stands for I believe beam uh, you know, which anybody knows that. I mean, Jim Bean, one of the most famous whiskeys distil- of all time. Exactly, yeah. one of the most famous bourbon distillers of all time. Of course. Um, cheers, sir. Yeah, cheers. We forgot to do that. We always do these days. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, it was something. These that, groomsman glasses are pretty light on the the clink there. Yeah, they're, they're like a lot them. lighter than normal glasses. Yeah, a lot maybe, thinner. Maybe it'll be pretty sturdy. I'm yeah. Um. You know, it was something that, you know, they wanted to kind of recognize that heritage of uh, not only the beam heritage, um, 
you know, which now is seven or eight generations on recognized um, in distillation of, you know, bourbon here in America, but also the National Park Heritage here in America, in the United States, um, you know, recognizing the first national park ever actually federally acknowledged, at least. <laughs> um it. You know, so that's that's one thing that they wanted to sit there and do. Uh, you know, JB and the rest of um, his lineage now wanted to recognize was just that heritage of both sides of it. You know, the national parks and bourbon. So where is the distillery actually located? <sighs> you know, I don't know. I think this is something that I'll have to... Um, is it in Kentucky or is it, it in it's, Ohio? It's, it's in Kentucky. I know that for a fact. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> That's my bad. I thought for some reason I thought this was an Ohio-based whiskey. Let, let me look. Um, so it's they're actually um, so their label says distilled and aged in Kentucky, and then bottled by Limestone Branch um, out in Lebanon, Kentucky. Okay. Which is close to uh, Georgetown, uh, Kentucky, and where like University of. Gotcha. So is. that's that's like ninety minutes from here. Yeah. But that's still. I apologize. This is not an Ohio whiskey. Apparently, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought this was from like Yellowstone, Ohio, or whatever. No. Um, that's my bad. Um, but we are having some Ohio whiskeys coming up. But yeah, it's it is cool to get back to some of the Kentucky ones as well. Since we, yeah. I know we've been doing some more American type whiskeys lately. Of course, yeah. Um, so this one, you know, they're they're distilled, basically all distilled and bottled by Kentucky distilleries. Um. You know, and they had a brief shutdown, of course, due to several different factors. Recently, of course, COVID, but then prohibition. The big big one, of course, being, as you just mentioned, John, uh, prohibition. They were not one of the fortunate distilleries that got a permit to distill for medicinal licenses. Right. At least legally distill for that. Um,. You know, and of course, and after that, they ended up reopening a bit after Prohibition, but then couldn't really make it work, much like uh, we discussed with Ezra Brooks and uh, last week. Um, you know, they quickly sold off to Glenmore about a decade after Prohibition hmm. in 1944. Um, and as we, um, you know, as I mentioned, um, basically they're at this point, you know, they're distilled by Luxco or Luxro distilleries now, mm. but then aged and bottled by Limestone Branch. Um, and for anybody that knows Luxco, as we discussed last week with Ezra Brooks, um, big distillery, famous di- distillery now, um, you know, for all the different products that they produce. Um, yeah. Outside of just Ezra Brooks. But, um, you, you know, Yellowstone has a heritage, um, you know, and they wanted to bring that name back. Um, and it's something, you know, that they they market and try and say that they're, you know, they have that seven generations of distilling heritage. Really, that seven to eight distilling generations heritage is because of the Beam family. Gotcha. Um, which obviously is most famous for Jim Beam bourbon. Of course. Um, at least here in America is most famous for that. Yeah. Um, you know, but back on Yellowstone, it's something that 
Um, you know, it's kind of something, a little bit of a marketing ploy there um, to try and make it seem like it's better than it really is. Hmm. But, um, you know, the, even though they're kind of 50-50 split between Luxco, Luxro Distilling, and uh, Limestone Branch, uh, Limestone Branch Distillery owns the names and rights and everything to Yellowstone. Um, you know, and they're the ones that, at the end result, put out the bourbon. Gotcha. Um and it's anywhere between about a four to seven year old product. Um, Heaven Hill had some kind of role in Yellowstone at some point, didn't it? I think so. Um, so I, I think that's that's probably where uh, Lux Row comes into play because Lux Row obviously had some of the sourcing history with Heaven Hill, sourcing their own products from there. Okay. Um, so probably at some point prior to now. I don't have full details on that, um, uh, but you know, probably some of the juice early on, at least prior to the, or at least now with the restoration of Yellowstone uh, bourbon, um, you know, they probably had to source at least a little bit with their distillery operations, op opening back up and doing everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to probably source a, at least a little bit from Heaven Hill. Okay. But now, as far as I know, um, I think it's probably Lux Row distilling, distilling all the uh, bourbon. And then um, Limestone Branch bottling it, maybe even aging it. But at least bottling it and selling it to the public. Is Limestone Branch distilling their own now? I think they're their own entity. Gotcha. They're, well, I know for a fact that they're their their own entity. Okay. Um, but I, I think because um, I think they have Town Branch Distilling, uh, which we've done in the previous episode. Right. Um, Go check it out. Distill yep. discussions. What is so? It's honestly I've never had it before. It's really tasty Me as either. I've been drinking it through here uh, through this episode. What does the mash bill look like? Uh, mash bill is as far as I know it's. Not truly now Heaven Hill mash bill. Um, it's a little bit different of a mash bill in that it's 75% white heirloom corn, 13% rye, and then 12% malted barley. Do you know what's the difference between regular corn and white heirloom corn when it comes to dist- distillation? Or I mean, it's okay if you don't. I, 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 I have Culturally, no, I don't. Gotcha, okay. Um, There's got to be some, I'm, maybe I'm, it's yeah. sweeter or something, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, at the bait, like scientifically, no, I do not know the difference. Gotcha. No, that's that's cool. Um, But... We will find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we can research that later and figure it out and let you guys know. Absolutely. As listeners. Um, but you know that goes into several different products. Yeah. Um, that goes into their Yellowstone Select, which we're trying today. Whoop whoop. Um, and then their Yellowstone Limited Edition, as well as a gin, uh, their Bowling and Birch gin, and then I think a single barrel or a small batch, uh, their Minor Case, um, which is something that they started producing. Gotcha. Um, so. Again, they're a little bit smaller of a distillery um, with... <clears throat> nothing wrong with that, though. Limestone branch, but it's something... Yeah, I mean, it's, if you're doing the right thing, there's nothing wrong with it. Our distillery is going to be small when we first get it up and running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. From our... from Of course, from our brewery. Yeah, got to start somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's... 
you know, they're they're a little bit. It's it's a heritage brand that they're kind of resurrecting, much like Magnolia uh, Bourbon that we discussed right. about two three months ago. Yeah, a couple months back. Um, you know, something that they're kind of resurrecting a name to a bourbon, uh, or to an American whiskey as a whole, um, to try and um broaden the market, which I don't have a problem with. I mean, if you're doing the right thing, I ain't got a problem with that. Right, love it. All right, you ready for the tastings, Andy? Uh, of course I am. Let's do it. All right, folks, pour yourself a glass of the Yellowstone Bourbon Whiskey, and uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into the tastings here. All right, folks, now that we all have a glass of the Yellowstone uh, Bourbon Whiskey poured, we're going to go ahead and start with the tastings. As always, we're going to kick it off with the nose. So I get a little bit of a caramel note there. Yep. A little, very heavily an ethanol note there. L- little, I mean, little oaky, slightly, yeah. slightly oaky. Slightly cream. oaky. Reminds, I mean, like I said in our discussion of the distillery, it reminds me a lot of Magnolia Pike's um, yeah. bourbon out of, well, now Columbus. I, I think um, the nose is very playful. Um, yeah. Like it kind of dances around on my nose a little bit. A little bit. Um, for, I mean, it's, for a 93 but, proof. But I think it's pretty it, uh, It's pretty straightforward, honestly. I mean, it's kind of what you would expect out of a, out of a, out of a 93 proof bourbon. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it, it's... Exactly. I mean, it's something that you know. It's not too complex. It's it's good, and simply stated, at where the proof is, and even where the price is. I mean, it's only like thirty, thirty five bucks. So you know, not bad. Not bad. At least here in Cincinnati, it's that much. So you know, it's yeah, fairly stated bourbon. It's good bourbon. It's not bad. You know, let's give it a taste. Yeah. Pretty consistent across uh, palate and nose, I think. Yeah, I'd say that. We're getting a lot of similar notes, some oak, some caramel, maybe a little bit of sweetness. I don't know if it's vanilla or just kind of that caramel-y sweetness. Pretty consistent, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with you. Um, I'm getting some more vanilla-y sweetness in the finish, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Very sweet, nice finish. Yeah, I was there on the palate. Mm-hmm. I get a lot more of the caramel and uh, oak up front, and then yeah. some vanilla on the back. I agree. I agree. But I would say it's something that you know, if you wanted to pull up definition, the definition of bourbon in a dictionary, I think this would be a stereotypical bourbon. It's good. It's not bad. It's definitely drinkable on. On its own, neat, or yeah. on the rocks, were, or even in a cocktail. If you were first, good. if you're going to introduce someone to bourbon for the first time, we couldn't miss with this one. Yeah, no, yeah, you're exactly right on that, John. I mean, I think it's something that, you know, it's you can't miss with it. Personally, it's not my favorite. Right. Um, I mean, but it's a good, it's a good solid yeah. bourbon for that 35. I mean, for 35, maybe I would go some other directions, but yeah. it's pretty, it's solid. Yeah. I like it a lot, actually. No, I, I'd agree I agree. I think it's you. very tasty. Um, I would rather pay like thirty bucks a bottle, which I mean five dollar difference, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely um, if you're someone who's a, a connoisseur or you want quality bourbons on your shelf that maybe are a little different, a little more unique, but still taste good. I think this is a great yeah. option. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, this is one that at that price point is more of a unique sipper. Yeah. Or it would be good for a unique where it, cocktail. Where it tastes good, but people were kind of like, oh, what's Yellowstone? Like that kind of yeah. thing. Where like the Wyoming whiskey we did, it's like, 
It's not an amazing whiskey, but it's still good. Yeah. And but pe- people are going to be like, "Oh, what's that?" Like that type of thing. Yeah. Or even compared to you know something like Old Forester that we did, ten fifteen bucks less, um, in price, you know, but still it stacks up. Right. It stacks up very very well. Absolutely, um, and you can go toe to toe with any whiskey, especially at this price range. Exactly. And I gotta say, you know, the bottle is. Uh, I mean, it looks very, very cool. It looks very much the way it's built. The bottle looks very cool in that it's very, very pappy esque. Yeah. I, I mean, it's if you've ever seen any of the Van Winkle family reserves or even a pappy Van Winkle bottle, you know, you've got the um, similar in shape and label, at, at least in shape and label placement. Exactly. Um, and you know, of course, big difference being who's on the label and then you've got <laughs> Yellowstone whiskey embossed on the bottle. Right. Uh, and it very much, it kind of looks like a mini wine bottle to an extent. It does. It does. Very similar to a wine bottle. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all of them. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions, share our podcast with everyone else. we got some exciting things coming up. We um, we actually have some special guests we're hoping for. we got some live events, or live podcasts we're hoping to do soon. Uh, so we really got some exciting things coming. Uh, subscribe to all our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We love you guys. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey. And don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.